Get your hands dirty with the Gardening Gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. Classic hits at Coast FM 963 with Pete Little on this, uh, well, the eve of New Year's Eve with the Garden Gang with Pete and Sherlin. It is our last uh, show of the year, only because we don't get any more years in the next uh, 48 hours or so, Sherlin. We <laughs> no, just got to no make it the last show of the year that's and it. make it big. I'm going to take my shirt off today. No, please don't. Why? I just It's looking pretty manly, you know. I've been certain, out in the sun. certain age that you need to not wear budgie smugglers and keep your Shirt on. Hold Thank it. you very much. Can, can I Sorry. be fooled into thinking I'm like 25, Sharon? You, uh, you yeah. know what? In your this own home, now. around your own pool, where nobody else can see you, the same as I'm not going to start sporting a bikini because <laughs> I'm of a certain age and I'm not Demi Moore, okay? Let's okay. Keep that. I'm living with that today. I've got <laughs> rules to live with. <laughs> no shirts off on this radio show Thank today, you. but lots of fun anyway because the. Um, the season is kind of in between this and that, mm-hmm. and we're mixing up the show today. We're doing a bit of stuff on the best places to go on the holidays mm-hmm. on the Central Coast, particularly if you've got a gardening bent. And also, a little later on, Sharon's going to explain the worst holiday she's ever had in her life. Yes. And tell us all about that. And that wasn't so long ago, I've got to tell you. That was 12 months ago. It was, it was the worst. Now don't tell them too I'm much, not tell them, No, no, no. It was, there, there was a lot that happened and it was dreadful. I, don't, I want to see if anyone can top me, Pete. Okay. Well, we'll find that out too as we go into a little segment called The Worst Holidays <laughs> of Your Life. This is all part of our gang today here at Coast FM. Thanks for joining us. And now, what about this one? What do we do at New Year, midnight? We have somebody in our arms having a little peck. Gimme, 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 a man or a woman. With a shirt on. Coast FM, Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy towards the end of the year. We've got uh, the lovely Clara with us today on The Gardening Gang. Clara from nearby Narara. Oh, okay. (laughs) Apart from being a horticulturalist, you're also a medical scientist. That's right. And to kick off the questions today, what's the prediction for 2024 in your research to find a cure for the common cold? Oh, we're not going to find one, Pete. The cold, the cold is a is a virus that constantly mutates, and it can replicate itself much faster than we can. Oh. Well, someone told me about this vitamin called vitamin C, which has got some potential. Oh, did they? <laughs> and what else did you it Google, comes in Pete? Lemons. Tell me what Doctor Google told you would oh, cure your code. No. I am just all ears. I'm well, all ears. I love it. Apart from being a medical scientist, <laughs> you're also a very clever gardener. Is our <laughs> Clara? So vitamin C is a very important product for retaining your health and uh, oranges, lemons. All the vitamins lemons. are important, Pete. They all in, all what's the, the most important vitamin that we pull from you the ground can't today? pick your favourite vitamin, Pete. You've got to have them all. <laughs> Come on, rank them. <laughs> you need your vitamin D. You need to go outside and do your gardening. And then you need your vitamins A, your Bs, your Cs, your E's, your D's, all of them, Pete. The whole them. lot. The whole <laughs> lot. Now, I swear by them. I, look, I actually, I'm a vitamin popper as well as oh, eating nice you? food and things. I know. <laughs> I've just had COVID Very and i got to tell you. urine, Sherilyn. I know. <laughs> I, I thought that I got over COVID quickly because I was popping lots of vitamins. Well, maybe. All those Vita gummies. It was like having well, little... Also very topping, Sherilyn. <laughs> yes. Should we be looking at better foods than 
vitamin supplements. One of the things that there's a lot of research into recently, Pete, is the gut microbiome and oh. how that affects us because not only it's not enough to just pop something in your mouth, your gut bacteria have to have the ability to process and absorb it for you to be to feel good and to be healthy. If it's an oral one. Yeah, oh. As well as things like your sleep and your exercise. It's not, mm-hmm. there is no miracle berry, there is no miracle pill. You have to look at your health holistically. Also, being nice to people, Pete. Oh, <laughs> taking care of your mental health. Well, <laughs> going I and reckon. cracking a smile is also going to be very good for your health. So go out go. and smile. I'm always at subscribed to that. Always oh, having a, a smile happy on person. his face. <laughs> So, Sherilyn, you had a question. So, I'm wondering, Clara, what's looking like it's going to be a hot trend or a few of the hot trends for 2024 in the gardening world? Well, you can't mention the new trends without talking about what everyone did during the pandemic. So, everybody went garden crazy during the pandemic. There was Mm -hmm. something like a 30% increase in plant sales in Australia, which is huge. That's a huge amount of plants. And I think that's still stuck around. So, people who got into greening up their space when we're all stuck at home everyone decided that they would green up or tidy Mm -hmm. up their space all those people have kept going so urban greening i think is a really big trend that's going to keep going because most of us do live in the suburbs or the cities in australia So, and, and by urban greening, so you mean not just your own garden? Are you talking about sort of verges and things like that? Yeah, so verges, windowsills, mm-hmm. we're seeing more green skyscrapers. We're even seeing the councils raise their game a little bit with more green planting, seeing right. bars, restaurants, everywhere oh, is getting into that. more indoor plants, more greening. Well, another thing is obviously the, the foodscaping, I oh. think, has become quite popular. Getting rid, I'm seeing a lot of people getting rid of their lawns and looking Mm -hmm. more into planting a few vegetables and doing some foodscaping because, of course, you know, we were used to going to the supermarket and maybe Mm. you didn't get everything and now with inflation, the cost of all the fresh food... Oh, it's crazy. quite expensive and everyone's Mm. kind of looking to see where they can save a little bit of money Mm -hmm. and foodscaping is going to be a really big trend, I think, going forward. Are there any other trends you think that might be popping up for 2024 that we can look out for? Well, I've noticed, I think, with the... With the big storms and the the changes in where there's high heat and when mm-hmm. we get these crazy floods, so people are going for more climate friendly gardens, so mm-hmm. things that are a bit hardier that will withstand the weather. So rather than having this lawn that gets flooded and then goes into drought, people are looking mm. at more native gardens and rewilding yeah. spaces to put the plants in that are actually going to be able to survive the weather without you having to go out one day and see everything looks all dodgy. And also I'm hearing that maybe more natural looking gardens rather than the manicured lawns and hedges and things yeah, like that. because those things are so hard to keep alive when we have mm. these big temperature swings. So mm. having the more natural, bushy, Australiana kind of garden is definitely going to be something that's a real seller for people who don't want to put in too much work. Well, my takeaway today from Clara is uh, let your garden grow free. That's it. She's called it (laughs) for 2024. Thanks, Clara. We'll talk to you through the year, Clara. Sounds good. Lovely to see you again. We've been speaking with Clara Rosa from Clara's Urban Mini Farm and also from Permaculture Central Coast. You can find her online, on Instagram, and thanks a lot for being with us today, Clara. Hey, happy to hang out, gangsters. Coast FM with The Gardening Gang every Saturday morning right here at Coast FM 9... The Gardening Gang right here at Coast FM 963, being sponsored by Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs 
and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. Now, both of our sponsors are currently on holiday, Sherilyn. Aren't they lucky? But they're back next week, <laughs> which is lovely. When on holidays, the gang continues. We're talking mm. uh, a little later on today in the show. In fact, coming up real soon, we're going to open up the whole history of the Reptile Park at Summersby ah. and their relationship to funnel web spiders. <laughs> I can see we're talking with the spider lady herself. Yeah, up it's at been the a long time in park. Australia since mm. somebody died from funnel web bite. Long time. Okay, maybe thanks and to we'll them. we'll find out why in All just right. a tick. As we check out our... Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy, it is the Gardening Gang this morning. Sherilyn, with all this crazy weather we're having on the coast, mm-hmm. more rain coming this weekend. Yes, oh, there is. Yeah. It's, flushing out, it's flushing out the funnel webs, they tell me. Oh, okay. I haven't seen one, but it, it can do that, Pete, because it's very well, humid. Well, I've got to say this to you now. Already mm-hmm. in Australia, six people have died in the surf or on beaches, mm-hmm. but the funnel webs have got nobody this season yet. Think about that. Okay. We are well schooled in what to do with a uh, funnel web in our garden. And and Emma's joined us from the Reptile Park at Summersby. Mm -hmm. And she's in the spider program there. They do the spider milking and whatnot. Good day, Em. Good to talk to you. Hello. Thanks for having me, guys. Now, Australians seem to be well versed in what to do with um, funnel webs should they find one in their backyard pool or their shed or the garage. But let's just run through for those who may not know. If you encounter one of these little black buggers, what should we do? Run. Run. (laughs) (laughs) If you are um, comfortable, we actually encourage you to catch them. Oh, really? So, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sounds somewhat counterintuitive, being the uh, most venomous spider in the world. Yes. However, if you are able to catch them, these guys aren't going to chase you and they're not going to jump or anything like that. If you're able to get a long-handled spoon and a jar that has smooth surfaces and a securable lid, we actually encourage you to get the spider to walk into the jar and then bring it to one of our spider drop-off locations for our life-saving anti-venom program. Are you sure they don't jump? I thought they jumped. They sort of rear back. No. They definitely rear up. That's their defensive posture. So mm-hmm. when they feel threatened, I mean, let's, let's admit it, most people aren't out to um, protect them. No. So if they're disrupted, if they're minding their own business, they will definitely rear up. And that's their way of saying, please leave me alone. If you don't leave me alone, then I might bite. <laughs> right. So you're encouraging people to bring the spiders up to the reptile park, are you? Absolutely. So if we get male spiders, we actually use them in our life-saving anti-venom program. Mm -hmm. So we milk the male spiders and then we send that venom off to the Commonwealth Serum Laboratories, the raw venom product, Mm -hmm. and then that goes into making anti-venom, which is then used if anyone was to be out gardening or was to be bitten by one of these spiders. Well, you guys must save a few lives each year. Do do many people still get bitten by the the, the famous Sydney Sydney funnel funnel web? Yeah, we're pretty proud of what we do. Since the invention of the anti-venom in 1981, there has actually been no recorded death due to the mm. bite from the funnel web. I was amazed by that. I mean, people get, getting uh, drowned in, on the, <laughs> in the surf, but uh, nobody's been knocked over 
by a funnel web uh, since the uh, right. yeah, since the eighties came. Wow! Yeah. And so up at the reptile park, you've got all sorts of things on display there. Do you have a funnel web spider display? I mean, what do you do with all these funnel webs? That Emma people... stands there with two or three on does her she? hand. Oh, don't she, she, does. she actually, <laughs> you know, plays them like a machine. You I know? don't think so. What do you do with them up there, Emma? Can we go and have a look at them? Absolutely. So we have our spider world and within that you can see our spiders on display and also throughout the day you will have our keepers, myself included, milking the spiders, which we can see through our viewing um, area. You can watch you milk a funnel web spider. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) She's very qualified. So what other sort of spiders have you got? So we've got teasels, we've got tarantulas, we've got a bunch of different commonly found spiders around the central coast, like your mouse spider, Mm -hmm. and uh, we've got a collection of basically your locally found spiders around the area. Oh, wow. You know, to get the qualifications to be a spider milker, were you raised on a dairy farm? I have not been raised on a dairy farm. I can confirm it's quite different to milking a cow. (laughs) So so how did you get the qualifications to be involved in that particular career, Emma? Uh, I I kind of landed in it. I started in marine biology and then when I moved Ah. back to the coast, there weren't that many seals around. So I started up at the park in the reptile area and Mm -hmm. we had a space where someone needed to start learning milking and I was quite interested in it. I think um, having children myself, I definitely appreciate the life-saving work that we do at the park. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I just had a real respect for it and then somehow ended up the spider lady up here. <laughs> the spider oh, lady. Oh, she She's is the spider lady. lady. I okay. like that. I like and that. So the females aren't really a danger. It's the males because they're chasing a mate. I think that's the reason mm-hmm. that they're a bit aggressive. Is that yeah. pretty much the story? Yeah, so we're deep in the midst of the spider breeding season at the moment Mm. with the humidity and everything, the nice warm temperature. So the males, once they actually molt into a male, that's when they start wandering looking for a female. So they're the ones that are typically encountered and they're also about six times more toxic than a female. So, I mean, you don't want to be bitten by any funnel web, but if Mm. you're going to be bitten by a male, then you know it's pretty bad news. And is that a larger or a smaller spider than the female? Funnily enough, the males are smaller. So yes, the males I've heard that. The smaller yeah. body and they're quite lanky. Uh, their mm. legs are quite long and spindly, whereas the females have got a quite heavy set body and they um, can be significantly larger than the uh, males. They're all scary to me, I oh, tell they're you. they're well proportioned, oh. aren't they? <laughs> uh, Emma, this has been a fascinating conversation and I know you're awfully busy on the Saturday morning. People are coming through the Reptile Park. It is the highlight of many people's holidays on the Central Coast. So thanks Absolutely. for joining us this morning. It's lovely to talk to you. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much for having me, guys. Thanks, Emma. We've been speaking with Emma Teeny there, and she's from the Australian Reptile Park up there at Summersby, and they're open every single day over the holidays. Not just spiders, Pete. They've got lots of animals up there. Great talking to you guys. Have a beautiful weekend. When it's FM with our friend Boy George. Come, a chameleon. Coming up to 18 minutes before uh, 9 o'clock here with the Gardening Gang. Pete Little, Cheryl and Darcy on this Saturday morning. We do it every Saturday between 8 and 10. Sherlyn had promised today to give us the story that she felt was going to be 
the holiday disaster oh. of the decade. Oh, yes. Because we all have, you know, holiday time. Most people, like 98.9% of people, mm-hmm. probably have a wonderful time when they go away. But it's a small percentage <laughs> who really have a bad time. Yes. I can't recall in my recollection... Sherilyn, yeah, a really disastrous holiday really? in our family. Yeah, really? Really? Oh, no. okay. Oh, look, I've had because a couple. Because we never prepare, so therefore oh. what happens, happens. <laughs> oh, I think no, when you no, don't no. meet expectations, then you call it a disaster. No, I'm sorry. This was beyond that, Pete. This well, tell us your story. That. Okay. So last year, so it was about November, well, a, bit, a little bit before that, our show, At Home with the Gardening Gang, was nominated for an award in the Community Broadcasting Association's uh, Great Big Convention up in Cairns. And I thought, this is great. My family live in Cairns. Off I go. I'm going to combine it into a holiday. It's going to be fantastic. You couldn't come. Too bad. <laughs> Our station manager at the time could go as well. Anyway, so I got myself all planned. Two weeks beforehand, I got COVID really, really bad. I started getting better from COVID, then I was negative about a week before, but I had this dreadful cough, awful cough. So you're cough. all booked for Cairns? I'm all booked for Cairns. Staying at Mum's Place Staying at Mum's Place and staying in a beautiful five-star hotel for the night of the awards okay. and all that sort of stuff, but staying at Mum's for two nights for, first, booked. all done, all done. And I had to, and I had a 6am flight from Sydney Airport, so I had to drive from the Central Coast there. Anyway, I had this terrible cough and I don't usually take medicines, I don't really like it, but I started taking cough medicine because I thought I'm not COVID positive, but I got an awful cough. So I dosed myself up in the morning, drove to Sydney. When I got to Sydney airport, there was lots of roadworks and my car, I was trying to turn around this barricade thing, couldn't quite see it. And I went over the top of the car. I've got a low profile car, ripped the front spoiler of my car off. Okay. (laughs) Had to sort of tape that together with some roadwork people going, I've got to get on a flight, coughing, feeling sick. Oh, it was raining. It was pouring with rain. I got wet. Anyway, got in their car, sort of, you know, limped into the car park there. Fine. No worries. Get on the plane. Cough, cough, cough. Keep taking cough medicine, sucking lollies, doing all that sort of stuff. Wasn't feeling too good when I hit cans, I've got to say. Get to mum's. Mum's Mum is a, a nurse, a retired nurse, and she was a bit worried about me. I had a, my watch on, my Apple Watch, 130 beats a minute, my heart said, Ooh. constantly wouldn't go down. And I don't have any touch wood heart problems. Mum's like, this is not good. This is not good. She said, I'm bringing the ambulance. That was it. I ended up in Cairns Base Hospital. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. You never told me that oh, I, had to, I had to have, you know, and, and the awards night was the next night as well, let me say. Oh, two nights after. Anyway, I had to have, you know, the heart people came in, the whole thing. I, I was spent most of the night there. I felt as sick as a dog. And they said, you've just taken too much cough medicine and, you know... <laughs> Overstimulated. And the stress, the stress as well of everything. So that was really, really awful. Anyway, did all that. Still felt sick as a dog, you know, cough, cough, coughing. Wasn't sick. Everyone's staring at me like, you've got COVID. Went to the awards night. Didn't win the award. So that was it. <laughs> and then rest of the holiday, I didn't feel well. Mum put me in bed. I just lay in bed, didn't go and visit anyone, didn't do anything. I think I went out for one afternoon tea the night before, the day before I left. And that was it. That was my holiday in Cairns. Very sad, very horrible. No award. And uh, yeah, broken car. That's it. <laughs> it's the last day of the, uh, well, the last of our gardening gangs for the year, show. As you are well yes, equipped to I'm know. I'm well aware. And uh, as we uh, do that, we're also reminding ourselves mm. of the input of Victoria from Narara Valley Nursery. Mm. Okay, Vic, good morning to you. 
Good morning, guys. Now, there are people on the Central Coast who may not have caught our program before. They're holidaymakers and the like. But uh, Victoria is a very, very knowledgeable person in the gardening world. And also, you know, she checks out what else is happening apart from Narara Valley Nursery. So what's the goss around the industry at the moment? Yes, so round up all you tourists. Let's go for a journey. Did you mention round up? Did you mention <laughs> round? My God, you can't mention round up in front of Sherlock oh, Darcy. No, rounding up the tourists. That's oh, what okay, she's doing. Well, yeah, not no, no pun intended. <laughs> so, if you've got children, you'd want to head to Burbank House and Garden at Erina because they've got loads of workshops for kids coming up. We've got a kids' face propagator jars workshop on Wednesday, the twenty fourth of January. Kids Paddle Pop Bird Feeder Workshop on the 10th of January and a Kids Gnome Painting Workshop coming up on the oh, 17th of the January. The Garden Gnomes. The Garden Gnomes. That is fun. Oh, yes. <laughs> they're, they're, they're good fun. Okay. So well, that'll that's, keep the kids uh, quiet. Good. Yeah, that's certainly mm. well for the holidays. What uh, What's next on the list? All right. Of... So the sale continues at Charm Haven Garden Centre. Save 30% off almost everything. That includes plants, pots, statues, water features and all your hardware at Mother Earth Nursery at Point Clare. They've got the hydrangea Kamachi and the name of this hydrangea originates from Onono Kamachi, a renowned poet known for her beauty. And this hydrangea has repeating blooms that will reward you with these big fluffy pink blooms in spring, summer and autumn. Gosh, I love a good hydrangea, I tell you. Well... And Ms. you love Kamachi. Japan too. Well, Miss Kamachi may well be someone from, uh, Japan, would she, I wonder? That's where hydrangeas come from. Oh, they're a Japanese thing, are they? Mm. Ah, okay, right. Noraville Green at Tooley have a yard sale until New Year's Eve, and that includes some really nice 200ml bamboos at a price that is cheap as chips. And if you head to Hawaii Nursery, I have read that you will be in Frangipani Heaven. They're out. Ooh. They're all out across the coast at the moment. Absolutely. Beautiful. Fabulous. Day. What about the Narara Valley Nursery who pay the bills here? Hmm? <laughs> well, you know, we are the big discount nursery on the Central Coast. <laughs> uh, so. Yep. <laughs> it's 20% off all plants, including already discounted ones. So 20% off your hedging, native, tropical, indoor, fruit and citrus, veggies and herbs, whatever it is that's plants. It's 20% off, so hurry in and get a bargain. Mm. Well, there we are. Uh, plenty of uh, good uh, goodbyes around the nurseries of the coast. Sheryl and Darcy yes. are standing by right now for I the am. very final game. Not I the final am. game of the of the century, but the, <laughs> of the year. Of the Back year. Of the century. Here we go. It's the gardening gang of fact or fib game. Play along at home. And, Victoria, you're doing really well recently, so let's try to do it again. Oh, Get one over Pete again. Well, it is New Year's Eve tomorrow, so let's go that way. There's lots of different beautiful traditions in lots of cultures around the world. I think the one that most people do in Australia that I've noticed and I do is make sure everything's nice and clean, like take your rubbish out. Do you do that, Pete and Vicky? Like just Christmas decorations are down, all those sorts of things. That's it. Too early for that. But I tell you what, around the world there's some really interesting ones and I found one that has to do with fruit in the Philippines. This is fascinating. So I want to know if this is a fact or a fib. In the Philippines, they love things that are round. In fact, on New Year's Eve, everybody wears polka dot fabric because they sort of go, hmm, round things are lucky. And they also make sure they eat 
12 pieces of round fruits or vegetables. And this is because it connects with the 12 months of the year. So they eat that on, and so they'll eat a grape and an orange and, and whatever else is around, a tomato. So they've got to consume all of that on New Year's Eve for good luck for the following year. Is that a fact or a fib? Oh, I think it might be more the um, 12 months of the year. The 12 apostles might be the other 12. Uh, the while baker and the dozen. Dot, while they're wearing their polka dot uh, finery. Yes, I, I've got a feeling about the polka dots uh, that I'm going to actually throw to Vicky because oh. she may have a better view than I do of the polka dots on yeah. her bikini, things like that. <laughs> no polka dots on my bikini this year. Okay. Right. But I have been doing really well with locking in truth. Right. So I'm going to back the horse on form and I'm going to say truth. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go contra to that, which is uh, the fact that I don't think polka dots have anything to do with the Philippines. Ah. None whatsoever. Uh, so I believe it's more of a, a USA thing, American thing. Is that thing. what you think? Uh, although at one stage, of course, the Philippines were controlled by the USA after the mm. uh, Franco-Prussian wow, War or there something. there you go. Maybe I can Oh, golly. Anyway, that's uh, a rationale that's running around my brain this morning. Uh, so I'm, uh, Vicky's saying, yes, that's true. I'm saying, no, it's, I think it's a, a bunch of junk. Vicky, you've won. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. It's actually, it's the meal that is actually consumed at midnight on the end of the year, on New Year's Eve. Media noche, which means the meal that we all have together at night time. And it's not only for good luck, it's also to bond everybody together. And they wear the polka dots as well. It's all about circles being together and for good luck. And oh. they lo- and there's the 12 fruits, but there's so lots the of things they of do. So the circle of a family kind of unit. Yeah, it's all about idea? circles. It's about good luck and being oh, in a circle okay. together. Oh, so no. that's it. So they're the See, lucky I thought the 12 dishes. was the thing that gave it away to me. No, it's one. You one, threw that in as a bit of a... It's all about circles. They should invite circumference. Exactly. Very good. Circumference could go along as well. So there you go. If you want some extra luck, maybe you could consume 12 different circular fruits and get your polka dot dress on and have a very happy new year. Well, lucky one for you, Vic. Thank you you for your time this morning. Happy new year, everybody. This is Coast FM with the Gardening Gang. And that's called Burning Bridges. And people are burning bridges on New Year's Eve. They, want, they really want to just think if they had a bad year. Forget that. We're moving for a brand new year and a brand new life. Now, Sherilyn, what about the activities that are planned by our local council? Oh, wow. It's a big one and it covers all areas of the Central Coast. Uh, at the entrance, there's a spectacular program planned for Sunday, the 31st of December, which is New Year's Eve, of course. A huge family event. And we'll have something for everyone, including live music, amusement rides and a huge array of food options. So you don't have to worry about that. And a spectacular fireworks that's going to just blow that into the coast coast right out of the water. No, it's going to be fantastic. That's at 9pm. It'll be such a great night. Now, down at Gosford at Leagues Club Park, there's also a wonderful event that starts at 5pm and it's bringing you a night of full live entertainment, food vendors and fireworks at 9pm as well. And this coincides with the conclusion of the Central Coast Mariners game at the Industry Group Stadium. What a big night. So you can go and see, I was going to say soccer. 
you got to say football, don't you? We say soccer or football. You can say the, the I magic can say game. Either. <laughs> the magic game. Our New Year's Eve at the entrance is one of the council's biggest events. That's what it is. It's huge. So you're going to love that one. But I think the one at Leagues Club Park is probably going to rival it this year because you've got those Mariners games happening as well. They also cut off part of the main road there for yes. a period of time from, I think, four o'clock. Yeah, I think well, it is. Um, no, I'll tell you, you come what. Over the bridge and you've got to go around the back. Totten- Pete, a bit earlier, temporary road closures at Gosford are between 6am and 11pm from Baker Street, Vaughan Avenue, and there's a 40 kilometre speed limit on Brian McGowan Bridge from 8.45pm to 9.45pm. Oh, you'd be driving over when the fireworks go, so you've just got to go really Oh, okay, slowly. so that's not being closed down that road, they're just slowing everybody they're slowing, down. That okay. one they're slowing down. There'll be no other related road closures around the Industry Group Stadium for the Mariners games, that's so it. So there it is. But in the entrance there'll be temporary road closures between 3 p.m. and 11 p.m. So that you've got to look out for that. And that's around Marine Parade. We're used to that around the entrance. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Coast FM. Another year and the Digital Dental Implant Institute. At home with the Gardening Gang. Coast FM 963. Ready for yet another hour of the Gardening Gang this morning. We are Sherilyn and Pete on the radio this morning. And we're sponsored by our good friends at Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. And they've been our sponsor for a good while now. And they've also signed on for the new year, Yay! Sherilyn. Thanks, guys. Oh, there and you girls. Go. And supporters. girls. Yes, Lovely to hear. Now, Sherilyn, you've got uh, Steve in the corner oh, here. Hello, Steve, what is Steve, Steve doing? Steve. Steve, look. You can come back too, okay. <laughs> Steve has got the bell. He has, and I think he's, he's got some sparklers there. Is he gonna, don't light them in the studio, Steve. Wait till later. Just it is time down. to get your hands dirty. Time to get your hands dirty, Coasties. Now, I've only got one event that is actually on next week that I want you to put down in your diaries, all right? So particularly if you've got young kids visiting, grandkids or kids, whatever, Junior Ranger Program at the Budai Coastal Adventure Tour Park. How fantastic is this? National Parks and Wildlife Services are putting this on. It's on Tuesday the 9th of January. It's at the Putty Beach Campground at Kilcare Heights. This is going to be amazing. Get the kids together. They get to embark on an outdoor adventure with the team from National Parks and Wildlife Services pretending to be a ranger. So they'll be learning about the plants. You see, the plants and the animals. They'll go on a trek and they'll be scanning the horizon for marine wildlife as well. It's going to be amazing. And they're going to become a junior ranger for the day and venturing around the beautiful coastal walk. You've got this grin on your face. I want you to I'm go, I'm thinking Pete. about all these kids with their scarves and their woggles <laughs> on like the old scout oh, days. scouts. Yeah, they could be like that. Look, if you want to get in, you need to get a ticket. It's a go online, lovecentralcoast.com and have a look at the events. There's a few other events there. Junior Ranger Coastal Adventure Tour. It looks like so much fun and I really think this is the pick of the bunch for you. All right, in your garden, and listen, don't let the kids pick any plants when they're there. I'm sure the rangers will tell you that. All right, in your garden, what can you plant this week? Culinary herbs, beans, beetroot, broccoli, Brussels sprouts can go in now. So can cabbages, cape gooseberries, capsicums, carrots, cauliflowers, choco, cucumbers, and eggplants can go in. Woo! I'm very excited about that. Endive can go in and so can kohlrabi, leeks, 
They'll take a long time, but they're very worth it. Lettuce can still go in. Melons, mustard and okra. That's that American sort of weird vegetable. People are getting into it. Pumpkins can go in as well and you can be ready for Halloween next year. Radishes, rhubarb can go in and so can silver beets, spring onions, sweet corn and tomatoes can still go in. Now, lots of your autumn planting starts to begin now. So I'd go get out in the garden and start preparing those beds for your beautiful autumn bulbs. But you can also put in asters, begonia, Californian poppies, coxcomb, cosmoses, cyclamens. That'll be a beautiful winter display if you start putting those in now. Dahlia seeds can go in now. Gerberas can go in. So can marigolds, salvias, snapdragons, sunflowers. It's coming to the end, but you can get some in. Waratahs can go in. That's an interesting one. And zinnias. What can't go in, Sherilyn? You've mentioned every plant in the known world. No, there's a few. <laughs> she knows them all. Coach FM with the gang at 13 past nine. Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy, if you are holidaying on the Central Coast and you're into gardening, you really should check out the uh, the Japanese gardens at East Gosford. Oh, yes. And these are, I mean, I think in many respects, you know, Cheryl, mm-hmm. they are one of our best secrets, our best kept secrets. They are. They because are. for people who visited the Central Coast, mm-hmm. and gardening or not, you know, these are very impressive. And the other thing which is nice, they're free to visit. That's right. All paid for by the Japanese uh, city of wherever it was. Uh, maybe 20 years ago, was it 25 years ago? Etagawa, of course. Etagawa, Association yes. with Etagawa, more than 20 years ago. I think is it? Mm. You would think you were in Japan when you're wandering around there. It is absolutely gorgeous, well worth it. And if you've got visitors that are with you at the moment on the Central Coast, you take them there, take them there. It's a great trip. Well, yesterday we put a call through to the um, staff there at uh, the, the gardens at East Gosford uh, unfortunately, because of a company policy by the council, they don't really encourage their employees and volunteers <laughs> to, <have a> chat. <laughs> to speak to the media. So we went in incognito. We did. And I think you'll find them delightful people to deal with. Oh, Check. absolutely. Here's the call. Good afternoon. Thank you for calling the Gosford Regional Gallery. Speaking with Kay, how can I help? Hello, Kay. My name is Pete. We're up here from uh, Victoria at the moment, and I was just uh, wanting to sort okay. of, wanting to see if it's uh, worthwhile popping over this afternoon to have a look at the gallery because people have told me about this beautiful Chinese, no, not Chinese, it's Japanese, is it? Japanese, Japanese garden. garden, yes. So, so, yeah, so, yes, it's lovely. Uh, what sort of features have, have you got there? We love gardens. Okay. Yeah. How do I explain it? It is a Japanese garden. Um, the Japanese, uh, there's a landscaper who um, lived in Japan for many, many years. He won the tender. So he's designed it so that you see a truly traditional Japanese gardens, which were actually dry gardens. That's part of it. But the rest of it is modern Japanese gardens include um, water and greenery as well as just rocks. Yeah. So the majority of it is that like a Chinese garden, but with, you know, the Japanese maples and, and so on in there. Um, there's also some Australian plants that have been planted in there, but they blend in. So it's called a, um, what they call a shogushu um, garden, which is like a strolling garden. So every time you go around a corner, it's a different view. So, and that's the way it was designed so that every time you look, there seems to be a different view. So it's got, a, a little traditional old style replica Japanese tea house there, but it's we don't actually serve tea because the neighbours didn't want that to happen. <laughs> um, in case there were noisy gongs. But 
And we've got big ponds with koi fish and millions of ducks, unfortunately. Um, even though I love ducks, um, there's too many of them. Uh, and they like to wander into the gallery if you're not careful. So. Well, I just grab the wife <laughs> here. Cleaning up. I'll just grab the wife. Cheryl, Cheryl, it seems yeah. like a nice place to go. Uh, yeah. How long would it take me to have a look around? Um, I'd allow, if you're going to do just the garden, at least 40 minutes. Um, you know, some people spend hours in there, but a lot of people just do the strolling and then have a little sit down, you know, under the wisteria walk and then just, I mean, you can, if you ran around it, you'd run around it in 15 minutes, oh. you know, easily. No, I wouldn't but, do that. Um, if you walked, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a sprinter. Um, and if you walked, yeah, 40 minutes is a nice time to allow yourselves. Well, that's just terrific that's news. Thank you so much for your help there. We'll yeah, certainly be uh, popping right. in there. We've got a, uh, yeah, a so kind we... of a camper van. Is there space there? To park a camper van? Um, yes, if you if you go up to the George Street car park, if you Google George Street car park at the entrance, there's a little um, there's a bus oh, area. Excellent. Oh, okay, that's in, so great. Can... That'll be fine. That'll mm, be sensational. Mm, mm. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I appreciate yeah, so. your help. Thank you very much. We'll certainly take up that opportunity. Lovely. Okay. Bye. 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 Cheers. Bye. Well, aren't they nice? They're delightful people to deal with there, Cheryl, and mm. the uh, Itagawa uh, Commemorative Gardens. The other thing, too, this upcoming year, 2024, mm. marks the 30th year. Yes. It was established back in 1994. 1994. That's right. So it's also their big 30th birthday, too. So check them out. Well and truly worthwhile. At East Gosford, I look in your telephone. And you'll find details of how to get there. Mm. Coast FM with the Gardening Gang checking out the good tourist spots. We are. Coast FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy on this Saturday morning with the Gardening Gang, the very last show of the year because we're moving into a whole new realm of activity 2024 coming yes. up. And Tanya Middleton, who's been a, a long and faithful servant all year with uh, talking about pets, pet mm-hmm. news from uh, Tanya's very popular. Good morning to you, Tanya. Good morning, Tanya. Good morning, guys. Now, Tanya, have you caught up with the most popular animal names, pet names over the last year? Oh, you know, I have, and I'm a little bit surprised this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Bella, who the name that's been reigning for a very long time, has been bumped. Ooh. Um, Bella's yeah, out. So we've got Bella, Bella is out. Twilight <laughs> is gone. Bella's on the nose. I'm sad. I'm sad. <laughs> I've been a Twilight fan. Uh-huh. Who's the top of the tree then? <laughs> um, so we've got we've got Luna, ah. which I guess still has a bit of a, t- a yeah. Twilight. It does have a Twilight. Yeah, lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Luna. Daisy oh. and Coco, of course. Oh, Coco, okay. Coco never Chanel. goes away. Yeah, no, Coco that's lovely. And then we we still have you know we still have the likes of um, Charlie and the other one that we still got there is Ruby. Poor Ruby, old Bella. Ruby is good and faithful. Yeah, Ruby oh. is always. A, always <laughs> my dog names. Name. My dog names did not make that list. Did you? Did Le- Levi didn't make the list either? By the sounds of it, your cat name. No, Levi never makes a list. Listen, Tan, the thought struck us here at the Gardening Gang. We're very care, caring for our pets. Mm. What what sort of safety features do you think that we should implement uh, around New Year, you know, with the sound of you know, fireworks and crackers mm. and people going crazy? What, what kind of things should we uh, consider for our pets yeah. in the safety stakes? 
Yeah, look, definitely consider your pets and other other wildlife, of course, when it comes to um, fireworks especially and, and just being loud um, around them because they do get frightened. It's not a natural noise, even, you know, even though it does happen quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, particularly dogs. Dogs get very, very scared. They escape, they run. Um, so, you know, make sure your backyard, if your pets are in your backyard, make sure your backyard is secure. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can, bring them in the house, particularly if you know that they're they're phobic to, to those big sounds mm-hmm. and just create a really safe environment for them. You know, stay home if you can, if you know they're scared. What, um, whack them in the garage? Is that the idea? <laughs> uh, no, bring them in. Look, bring them in, comfort them. If they are particularly phobic of big sounds, you know, there's a pretty good chance if your animal is storm phobic, they're going to be they're going to be set off by the fireworks. Uh, so you know, if if they are particularly frightened, go and see your local vet. You know, perhaps they're going to have some some ideas. What, a tranquilizer. Well, look, there are laugh, laugh if you will, but there are medications available for oh, extreme okay, cases. Right mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's also natural therapies that are available as well. But look, in most cases, they just need a safe, secure environment. Right. Well, Sherlyn, what are you planning to do with your little pups? Are you going to be well, going... Well, one of them's uh, deaf, so... Oh, there's <laughs> one solved problem. That's, that's okay. But I have to say, Sailor does not do good at all. He can hear and he doesn't like lightning and thunder. And what he likes is just to be sitting inside next to me, giving him reassuring pats and yeah. just going, it's okay, mate, it's all right, and then that's it. So he's, if in doubt, yeah. give him a shot. Give him a shot. It's just the rich. I think if you stay calm and that brings his energy down a bit. I'm a great believer in that. Now, on that basis, little Levi is sitting there and you're out partying hard on uh, New Year's (laughs) Eve. I know you are. Uh, 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 Just uh, left at home is fine with the little cat, is it? You know? Oh, absolutely. Put the TV on or something? Yeah, look, he's, he's fine. Storms don't bother him at all. Okay. Um, and, you know, my place is, is locked up secure. Cats, cats are usually pretty good. But with with animals, if you know, with your pets, if you know they're okay, just make sure they are secure, you know. Um, at the the vet, the day after New Year's, so New Year's Day, New Year's Day, I beg your pardon, or at the emergency vet, you all, we always get a lot of Raise, you know oh, that time of year oh, because okay. animals animals yeah. break out yeah. because they're panicking. They're either trying to find their owner or they're just freaking out trying to get away from the noise. So making sure they're secure is the big big thing. Make sure mm-hmm. their tags are up to date. You know, so make sure your details are on their tag. I mean, it's possibly a little late to do that. Yes, now, it might be a bit late today. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it's definitely something in the future, you know, making sure your microchip details are up to date on mm. their on their microchip. Um, and, and like I say, also the your details on their collar, okay, because if someone in the general public finds them, they don't have access to a microchip scanner. Now, Chan, thank you for your time. Thank you for your help right throughout the entire year, and we're signing you up for 2024. Thanks very much for that as well. There's no fee, of course, as I mentioned that to some of our <laughs> correspondents. But we really enjoy getting together with you each week on The Gardening Gang, don't we, Cheryl? We do. I love it. Looking forward to 2024 with you, Tanya. 
So Tanya Middleton, our pet vet uh, nurse, every Saturday morning here at Coast FM, and next week we'll talk about her new publication, ooh, but which uh, which may rival some of Sherilyn's publications. <laughs> I'm sure oh, it will. Sure, no. <laughs> sure it will. Happy New Year, Tanya. Oh, Happy New Year. All the best, Tan, from the gardening gang. Coast FM, Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy on this Saturday morning with the gardening gang. And Lachlan McDonald joins us now from Ray White McDonald Partners. Lachlan, I got a, a note during the week. Uh, it was a question for you because I'm not capable of answering this one. Uh, this is uh, Jenny. Jenny at Wombrol, uh is thinking about doing a bit of a DIY makeover of their house in certain parts of the house before they list it. Is she on mm. the right track or not? Uh, well, Pete, there's a few uh, few things to consider. I think uh, it, it depends on the condition of the house overall as it is. You know, the, the, the way which we usually look at it is that if you can do a few things to um, improve the overall livability or the, the, um, how, how ready the property is to move into, yeah. that can be definitely worthwhile. But if you're going to go and do, say, a couple of big ticket items, but then there's going to be other things still left to be done, you're probably not going to get a return on that. So it's one of those things where if your home's already very good, definitely want to make sure that, uh, you know, the paint works in, in good order, that the carpet's in good order because you want to get the returns on those newer kitchens and bathrooms you've already got. But if your home is, is older and doesn't matter what you do to paint and carpet, you're still going to need renovation, that's when you might sort of take a step back and think, well, is this going to be something we're going to get a return on or not? I sometimes think uh, DIY jobs, particularly if they're given to Pete Little, uh, don't turn out that well. <laughs> so I'm thinking, uh, could it be that if you were thinking about doing a paint job or whatnot, come and get yourself a decent uh, painting organisation? Well, Pete, I think you're right there. That's the thing. When we're talking about DIY, it can be, uh, I guess, a, a risky endeavour. Um what we do more and more now as agents is we get more involved in preparing the property for sale in terms of the presentation. Mm. So it's not uncommon for us to do paint, carpet, light fittings, and basically um, freshen the property up. But as I said, it's worth doing if the rest of the home is move-in ready. Even if the bathrooms and kitchens are older, that's all right. If they're in good condition, it's worth doing the rest. But if someone's still going to have to come in and renovate kitchens, renovate bathrooms, they're going to not pay you the money for the paint and the carpet. They're going to say, well, this is still a renovation job. I might have nice new carpet, but I'm going to ruin it when I rip out the kitchen and uh, have people coming in doing all this work. So mm. it's sort of a little bit pointless um, if it still needs a lot of other work. So the, the recommendation is don't splash the cash unless you see a real return on it, huh? Yeah, yeah, and then again, that's the thing, you know, where, you know, and a lot of agents sort of more able to give you advice there as to, well, what's it worth now? If we did these things, what could it be worth? Mm -hmm. uh, and then you can make a decision because sometimes it can be very worthwhile putting some money in, you know. If you've been there a very long time, appreciated significantly, but it's a little tired, well, if you do have the funds available and the inclination, it can be really worthwhile doing a, a full renovation before you sell. But, you know, you have to be careful to speak to people first, make sure you get a, get some advice and don't just go straight into it because some properties it's worthwhile, 
and other properties, you can really uh, overcapitalize. Now, my young friend has just ducked out. I'm referring to Sherilyn here, and she would probably also say it's worthwhile spending a few dollars to get the garden looking well. I guess that speaks for itself, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I think that comes more down into the category of presenting what's there in its best possible light. Regardless of renovations, DIY, any of that, you always need to present what you have in the best way. And gardens, I think, fall into that category. So at the very least, you've got to make sure that your gardens are trim and presentable and your lawns are tidy. Don't neglect the garden. Always, uh, you know, oh, we sure. find time and time again, the landscaping is the yeah. last thing that people think <laughs> of. And Yeah. You, you agree, Sharon? She's giving me a nod behind the glass here, mate. Okay. <laughs> Good idea. Okay, thank you, Lachlan, for your time this morning. We talk every week on Coast FM about the Property World Property Report with uh, Lachlan McDonald from Ray White McDonald Partners. Thanks, Pete. Coast FM with Pete Little, Cheryl and Darcy on the Gardening Gang this morning. Thanks, Lachlan. Hopefully a beautiful weekend on the Central Coast too for those on holidays and whatever you're doing. Thanks for joining us with the Gardening Gang today. We've really certainly uh, sort of exposed a whole bunch of ideas for the holidays and also to uh, sort of out with the old, in with the new. That's right. And on that point, Cheryl, next mm. week's program will be about... It's about garden renovations. So is your garden looking a little bit tired inside and out? Mm. We're going to talk to some of the local coasty experts about how to get that garden looking nice and chipper for 2024. We might start with the Coast FM garden here in the CBD of Gosford. Mm, our friend Japan is looking a little <laughs> bit sad at the moment, I have to say. So Needs water. All that and more next week on your favourite home and garden show.